Raph, Metamorris is inspired by me, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is a lot more fun in Vegas when you get up on an Easter morning to train with a dear friend. How are you doing this evening, Raph Esparza? I'm great. It was very good to see you. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar or don't follow us on Snapchat, which again, at Verbal Tap Cast, you may have noticed. you? That Kevin made a cameo appearance on Snapchat because uh, he doesn't do that. Not as such. No. It's not really his bag. But he made an appearance uh, there because we saw each other in Vegas for a few hours. We just happened to cross over when it was his last day. It was my first day. And uh, I was glad we were able to make that work because uh, we were able to go out, train a little bit. But uh, kind of catch up on one another. And you know what was nice? We didn't do anything really for the podcast, which I guess we should have in retrospect. Yeah. But I hear that these vacation things, you're not (laughs) supposed to do work. And I tried really hard not to put you to work. It was Easter Sunday. So Mm -hmm. I enjoyed your restraint. Not that uh, I do owe my mother an apology. I said I wasn't religious indignantly when I saw them on Thursday before I left for Mm -hmm. Vegas. And then I got up. At 9.15, showered and met Raph so we could go to, like, a sunrise jiu-jitsu class. So I guess I Tell them what time sunrise really means, though. 10.30. Okay. Vegas. Just want to make sure. Yeah, okay. Everyone everyone knows Las Vegas time. Anything before noon is 6 a.m. every other day of the year. I mean, I just was impressed that Kevin was not... Well, well, you were more sober than I expected, so that yeah. was refreshing. To Adulthood, see. Uh, what? But I wouldn't call you like the epitome of sobriety. No, 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 no. not then, not now. Raph Metamorris is inspired by me. Yes, please fill in the people as to what that means. They sent me an email that says we are inspired by you. That's what it, and it's. Got some inspiring quotations. To you, thank you, and we hope you can join us for yet another historical event. Some doubted their intentions. Some thought they would run from their debts. Some watch it on YouTube and still criticize our efforts. Uh, it's hard to tell if this was just to me, but I think it was, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of uh, It just feels good, you know? It's an interesting choice you've made. I guess the reason why I wanted to bring this up on our show is, you know, we're still kind of hanging back and seeing what the shit is happening to Metamorris. Um, We have no reason to just go after them in terms of we hate them. We just want athletes to be paid. We want you guys to be appreciated as watchers, viewers. So this is nice that they are appreciating you. However, it does not take care of the former uh, qualification, which is pay your fucking athletes. Because when they say, but most continue to give us positive feedback. Okay, so they're only okay with positive feedback. And encouragement. Hey, you, good job on not paying your athletes. That's a great job, you. Yeah. you just being real Keep positive it about it. And uh, because you seem to understand the struggle and appreciate our commitment to the athletes. Again, I feel that the best way to appreciate and support our athletes is to pay them. And Raph, he's already mm. admitting right here, some watch it on YouTube. Well, some do, and they charge for ads. So Dubs yep. TF's where the YouTube money's going. Yep. yep. It's some watch it on YouTube and still criticize our efforts. So I guess what they're saying is... We're trying to get you fuck. paid. That's why we watch it on YouTube. It's like, I better watch Lovato fight another 46 times so they can generate some commercial money. You think I like Geico and State Farm ads? Well, the other problem is is that when you watch it on there, uh, apparently Metamorphs 2 never happened because they never really uploaded it. And they kept saying, like, oh, it's there. We'll get to it on their Metamorphs flicks. So you can't criticize them, but uh, pick one. You can either watch it or... You know, don't be a dick on YouTube, uh, I guess is what they're telling you. So they're really not fans of that. But this is, I guess, the one that really kind of stuck out to me. And the glorification of our sport. I'll say this. Maybe I'm reaching. Maybe it was the Easter that inspired them. But if you're really thinking about the glorification of our sport, I'm not sure it's going to come from Metamorris. 
I just I know it's controversial to say I needed to get it out of my system. These are the opinions and, of Raph, and I want him to stand alone because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to face the music for that hot topic. To you, thank you, and we hope you can join us for yet another historical event. <laughs> the Metamorphs team. The team. There's a team of people. I just, I try, and I'm looking at all of the photos. Join us for Gracie versus Cheshire. Not about. Can't make it out to LA. No worries. We want our core audience to save some dough on the live webcast, but do it now before the price goes up. So I guess, you know, Kevin, maybe they don't look out for their athletes' pocketbooks. But for us, the people who support them and don't criticize them, hey, special order for you guys. And the the big winner is us because mm. we can pre-order this thing mm-hmm. from $48 to $370.24. Well, that's, for, that's for the tickets to go there. Uh, it appears that the pre-sale for the single Metamore 7 pay-per-view is $24.99, which... Uh, Wow. Let's uh, let's take a moment for that. So if that price goes up, what are they going to charge you for this? Woof. Okay. All right. All right. We've we've done enough. I think I've I've said my piece on it. Uh, I will just say this. I think it's weird not to expect your people to try and give you constructive criticism. And one interesting question I was thinking about on the ride home today was. I, if I was doing an interview with Hollick, I think one of the questions I would like to ask him is very simple, which is, what is the best piece of constructive criticism that you've received and what have you learned from it? Because I'm not convinced they've learned stuff. So I'd like to hear from them what it is they've implemented. Uh, if one of those things was giving a refund to people, as they suggested on the interview with Inside BJJ, you guys can go hear it over there. That's cool. <laughs> I still feel like that's something most businesses should do if, you know, you steal credit card numbers and accidentally run them a couple times. Oopsies. Anyway, that's all I've got for this on this. But they're right, Raph. They should be inspired by me. Nope. (laughs) They should not. Why, Kevin? Oh, my gosh. The worst fucking plane trip on the way back from Vegas. First of all. (laughs) So maybe. First of all, describe your your where you are coming into going on the flight because we had just dropped you off at the airport. So when I left you, you looked like you were in a fantastic mood. I was in an unbelievable mood. I was walking on cloud nine. I had a smile. I strolled right through security after a 49-minute wait. Then my flight got delayed two hours, well, hour and a halfers, hour and 40 minutes. I... Did an act of chivalry um, and what every human being should do. Gave up my aisle seat in my Economy Plus convenience spot because there was a family completely not sitting together and there was two small children and a mother. So I was like, please take the seat. So I'm sitting in the middle now and just behind me is someone sauntering in that looks like they didn't stop drinking in Vegas until seconds before boarding the aircraft raf not a drug expert by any means but i can assure you he was on a at least a level one to three narcotic somewhere in that vicinity eyes kind of popping in and out like a little manic but seeming jovial okay flash forward one brutally hot flight filled with uh you know a child vomiting two up (laughs) The aforementioned family I'd given up my seat to. There's a lot of, there's a little noise. We land. This guy starts describing, and he's been, he's been dropping a fuck bomb or four or 17 on the way, but most of the time during the plane, you can't really hear people because it's so loud. He decides to start describing just as it gets quiet and the engine shut off vividly what he experienced at a Vegas strip club. And a girl he wanted to take home that had all this spittle on her titties. I'm going to stop there, Raph. That's where I'm not comfortable saying another well, word. Well, I, I understand that, but you just woke up half of our audience by doing that. So Spittle on my titties. 
is what he decides is one of the number one least known hot uh, 100 rap tracks to ever enter the charts. I think it was Bone uh, Thugs in Harmony. I don't remember yep. the artist. Uh, gonna spit on these titties. Gonna spit on these titties. <laughs> spittle, 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 spittle. Gotta call that, my homies and spit on these titties. <laughs> First of all, that's a good Bone Thugs. Thank you. Second, we should potentially look into releasing that hip-hop album we've been talking about we're gonna remix that yeah. if anybody has any skill to remix that into something for our podcast we will give you some i don't have money Everybody, but we will give you something it's coming yeah this guy <laughs> is describing now that he needed lube for his, to his girlfriend so class act on both parts i now take exception to the loud volume because they're children they're people and what the f like we're about to get off the plane i say hey there's some small children we can all hear you like please cut it out dude tells me to go fuck myself and does not enjoy <laughs> my tone well, uh, to be fair i would so 1000 percent tell you to go fuck yourself for a number of reasons number one you hate actually using the f word because you try and censor yourself on the show if you notice on the show kevin will duck under the F, which always infuriates me because I'm like, I don't mind if you don't cuss, but don't be stuck in that middle purgatory of, of yeah, censoring yourself. Where I don't, where I don't go. Just do. fucking say the word fuck <laughs> or just don't. Sure. It's the people, you know what it is? It reminds me of when people say, shut the front door. It's like, you don't want to say that. You want to say the real thing. Just say, shut the fucking door. <laughs> That's it. So when people say shut the front door, I'm like, get out. Are you on a Disney program? Understandable. Too. I agree with you wholesale. But don't say that as an adult. I really anyway, that. story continues, Kevin. Tells me to go fuck myself. Okay. I tell him, you really need to quiet down. And his, <laughs> and I kind of, now I've turned. I've done, I've undone my seatbelt. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> and he, his girlfriend calms him down. She's like, no, hey, hey. And so he engages her and starts like Googling at this child two seats up on the right. So now he's like gone completely fine. Doesn't say another word for a few minutes until we pull up to the gate and the, everything goes off. And now we're all doing that great thing where everybody stands up and waits on each other while the plane gets 15 degrees hotter because the air conditioning has been shut off. I don't ever understand why they do that. He starts screaming. Get me the fuck off this plane. This guy is covered in tattoos, gauged ear piercing, really like slick back hair and sweaty, just drunk also. This sounds familiar. This sounds familiar. Uh, Let me. Can I make a guess? About about Uh, this gentleman. This gentleman's ethnicity. I just really want to make sure. Is he a brown? Is he one of mine? This is a. I believe what if you looked up Cholo, this is what no. we'd be looking at. Oh, Kevin, is this your first interaction with a Cholo? Yes, like a first violent one. I've had some really wow. positive ones in, in no, you previously. You have not met Cholos. You've just met Mexicans. Oh, okay, well, I've had some They're really tough-looking Mexicans that have been amazing. <laughs> this is taking me to a very, very dark place of thinking that Kevin. See somebody in flannel, like a Mexican in flannel, who's helping out with a bake sale. And Kevin's like, you know, not all cholos. You know, okay, you can't believe it's stereotypes, guys. Everybody's everybody deserves Rap, a fair chance. He is not at all like this, guys. He, you know, he really isn't like. I mean, he's brown, but like, he's not a cholo. You know? Yeah. Those are the good. Okay. Go on. Start. Well, this guy's screaming, "Let me the fuck off this plane." Like someone is punching him in the stomach. And then he's laughing about it. He's like, it's Denver. Everybody's going to get fucked up and high. And I was like, hey, you got to shut up. You just, it's really time. Screams, I'll say what the fuck I want. Scares the child in front of us. And now I take exception. Which, by the way, I'm still on team with this guy. Because you do factually go to get fucked up. And it sounded like the minute he brought up the fact of getting high, you were like, whoa, buddy. Whoa. That's my business. No, it, he wouldn't stop screaming "fuck" and everybody's there. Like it was, vi- it was a visceral yelling. Now, like that that eighth grader's here to get high. <laughs> like now, he's just frightening people. And I was like, you need to calm down. 
You just scared that child. We're about to really have to intervene here. You've got to mm-hmm. control yourself for one more minute while we get off this plane. Girlfriend calms yep. him down a little bit. People start to clear. He starts yelling, let me the fuck off. Let me the fuck off. So he's in the row behind me. People clear and I go, go, go. Here's your chance. Get the fuck off the plane. Did you say fuck to him? Yes. Oh, so now you figure it's kosher. Everybody's gone. The kids have gone. And I've lost my mind and no one else has said a word. (laughs) Because he's now staring at me going, what, what, uh, what? I was like, go. He goes, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. I'm going to be waiting you in the parking lot outside. And his girlfriend starts to push him away. I'm like, oh, we can handle this very intimately. We can handle this right here. No need to go outside, guy covered in tattoos, to your car. Uh, let's just take care of this where grappling can be a stronger factor, right? You I just want to bring up two facts here, okay? Go ahead. <clears throat> Granted, I, you know, I don't know if I would put money on you given the knee, and I would like to coach the guy against you okay. because I feel that you've targeted him as a guy who is not of society and yeah. not productive for society. So I would be in his corner and I would be like, yo, Braj, look at his knee. Yeah. You don't normally <laughs> get that that boisterous on a flight, especially post 9-11. I'm just pointing that out. Okay. It's a different flight world. He goes off into the tarmac and starts going like right as you walk off the plane, still screaming that he's going to beat my ass and he'll be waiting for me. Uh, and then looks at the flight attendant. He's like, I just got to pee. And walks past her with his girlfriend ushering him. And I'm now screaming, not screaming, but talking disappointedly loud at her. I was like, I know you heard him. You haven't been doing your job. He's been screaming and scaring at people. Now he's threatening to hurt me. You better call the cops and not for me. So I wanted to uh, let her know that this was about to turn physical if this guy was coming at me. Yeah. We get out onto the part where you walk through the breezeway. He can barely get up the hill now. He wanted off the plane so badly. And he kind of pops into something, and I'm standing right behind him because there are people in the way. He's in the way, excuse me, and there are people like starting to come up. And he decides it's kind of time. Takes a little bit of a step. And we're still at that front part And I said, you take one more step towards me, I'm going to put your head through that fucking window. I said it very assertively. And at this point, I like grab my luggage because if he was going to run at me, I was going to hit him with that first because I was like, he'll surely fall down. And maybe this will just be funny. But mostly I was thinking I might need to physically take this guy out. A little worried about his girlfriend who looks like a scrapper too and seems (laughs) ready to get booked with her man. Uh, So I was formulating a game plan, and at this point, she kind of knocks him off balance a little bit into the wall and is like, just go. Just go. Let's let this fucking crybaby go. Go, crybaby. And she's now talking to me. It still felt like she was talking to him, but frankly, my beef wasn't with her. My beef wasn't with either of them. We were off the fucking plane now. Scream what you want, asshole. You're in public space. Excuse me. He continued to scream at me as I walked away, by the way. As I walk past the last security gate that you get leaving Denver Airport, there are two security guards waiting. I said, hey, there's a guy tatted up, gauges in his ears, screaming at everyone, high on something, threatened me. I'd stop and talk to him and left. Hey, well, that's good. That's a responsible adult thing to do, Kevin. Thank you. What the fuck is wrong with people that they don't? I don't know. Sorry, that was too long. It's fine. You needed to work through it. And we can justify its use on this show uh, through the following, Kevin. How would you have taken this man down? I know you said luggage, but that's not IBJJF legal. No, no, no. That's definitely not where my head was either. That was just going to be a distractor. So if he swung, I was going to go with a hook game first, Raph. I was going to do a little footwork, get to the side. Give him a jab, jab, jab. Maybe work a little. Work a little of those gloves. I've worked the match. Okay, I'm I ready. wouldn't recommend using your stand-up game. I know he's drunk. I've seen elements of your stand-up game. Um, you know, your your bread and butter's the ground. Yeah, so that's where this is going. So I'm gonna punch, okay. punch. The arm goes up. He's getting hip thrown hard. 
Like I'm taking okay. him into the ground hard. Okay. Hoping to break a rib on the way down. Then I'm neon bellying. I feel very secure in that position. Uh, I've worked it a lot, adrenaline, and now because I wanted to keep some eyes on the lady, and I was going to drop an elbow and give him the business um, potentially with a choke or just you know another elbow or three. Okay. Okay, that's about a like B minus, I think. Yeah. If he punched me, Raph, I swear, yeah. if he had gotten a good punch in and it led to the ground. I would have camorred the shoulder out of socket for fucking sure. Would have broke the arm, and that'll be my thing from now on. If someone punches mm. me in the face in like a public fight setting, I will break that arm if if I take it to the grappling and win. Okay, we should all do that, right? I mean, what happened to that guy's know, arm? You, Hit a BJJ guy. This is the one thing I always talk about whenever people say, like, it's good that you know self-defense. And I think it's a very helpful thing. It's helped a lot of people uh, feel confident in case they're ever in trouble. So there is a great self-defense angle to doing uh, the gentle art, one might say. But I guess the thing we never really talk about is what if the other person knows the art, too? Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody ever talks about that. They always just assume they're like, if you know this, you'll protect yourself. And it's like, yeah, but what if I'm rolling with like a brown belt? Like, <laughs> what if this guy what if is uh, he's from he's Gracie Barra Northridge? He's just a real <laughs> asshole in and Vegas. And trained some with Homolo and like just had a bad weekend. <laughs> but apparently I was the right person in a bad weekend to meet with him. And starts coming at me and I'm like, oh, shit, this is advanced technique. We haven't gotten to this yet. Ah. So that's what I'm saying for you, Kev. I mean, you can go with the Kimura all you want. I'm just feeling maybe the guy might see it coming a little bit ahead of time. But you do have the fact that he's drunk and high going for you. Um, however, Kevin, this this disruption of authority and this anger seems to lead us back to a story that seemed to break yesterday while I was on vacation, which is something I hate. <laughs> and I think it's worthy of discussion here. So thank you for sharing that with the group. We Sorry appreciate so it. Long. All right. It's not the thing is these sort of things only happen once in a while, and I think it's important to get where your mindset is. Yeah. Because it it helped. You know, we had done some training that day. There's some confidence in that, right? You we had fought. We we had some <laughs> minutes logged, hours in our case. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> like I said, if I had been coaching this guy, I would have been like, I'll help you defeat. I'll help you defeat him in about five minutes. That's not a problem. His half uh, guard sucks. His, no, his half guard's okay. But if you really if you challenge him to a little bit more on the stand-up wrestling game, I don't know. You might be good. It's hard, though, in a cockpit. Long story short, let's get to where the UFC comes in this week. So who had something go on this week? John Jones got pulled over again, Raph, and... This is we'll get to that. He has currently turned himself into the Albuquerque police where he is still incarcerated for a violation of his probation. Is that about sum it up? Where Just where we're at? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess there's no real way to explain what happened without really presenting. Because I mean, some people may not really know the full story. Right, Kevin? Some people might not have gotten to enjoy the full splendor of what happened. Right. And as much as we would love to play the actual clip uh, for you guys, um, there's something called copyright infringement. I know we don't really think much of it, but apparently the law does. So we shouldn't really just take the clip and use it, even though it's news purposes, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we have, however, decided to do something uh, for your listening pleasure. Welcome to Great Moments in MMA History Theater. This week, The People vs. John Jones. Sir, could you turn your car off? I'm going to need license, registration, insurance. Are you fucking pussy? Was that uh, you? License and reg... Are you there? Sir, do you have your... Um, I don't... I don't know who you're. Um, I'm with the Albuquerque Sheriff's Department. You were drag racing. Yeah, and I'm with the fucking your... UFC, man. Mr. Shit, Jones, man. Mr. What? Jones, I'm Officer Brown. Do you know why I pulled you over this evening? Uh, no. Uh, you weren't drag racing that Cadillac. Mm, 
I don't know, man. Uh... I pulled you over because I saw you leave the light, high rate of speed, mm. really loud car. Why is it car so know. loud? Why is it so loud, mm-hmm. by the way? I don't know. What do you have back there? Mm, I don't know, man. Uh... Okay. I'm going to run back, check the mm, license. I don't know. I'll mm. be... Mm, you know, I'm going to beat your ass on April 23rd, sir. I'll be right back. Now it's time for Act 2. Will he get a ticket? Will he continue to be a dick? Probably. All right, Mr. Jones, uh, I'm going to get a ticket for you here this evening. I'm going to go over the... Uh, no, see, I don't need any tickets. Nah, dude, I, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I saw you. The Cadillac mm-hmm. slowed down. You kept going. Nah, you, that? you know, the thing is, no, nah, I, I mean, I'm not. Okay, but. well, if you see here, the first ticket is I wrote you up for speeding. Uh, the, all the hearings are going to be on April 4th. Uh, I wrote you up here for oh, speeding. Oh, no, I can't. I'm in training camp. Mm-mm-mm. Coach Greg is going to like serious. that. Uh, no, no. If you could so just is my title on. fight. Our heroes in trouble. Uh, your augmented exhaust is illegal. You were drag racing that Cadillac. Fifth one, you have a vanity cover. It's covering your current registration. You wouldn't see it. Never gotten that to you. you. So uh, here you go. If you could just sign on the line. I want my lawyer. I want Dana here. Get them all. Uh, Renzo. Okay, I don't know those people. I do know you can sign here. You can call whoever you want. Uh, I want Joe here too. I'd like to talk with him. I'd like like an interview with him right now. Joe, your lawyer. Nope, Joe Rogan. Somebody calls you know, he, you know, he gives me a fair interview after every fight. I need you to focus here. I'm trying okay. to... I, I can get you on your way if you'll just sign here. What is this? Is this a black thing? Look. Is this uh, an MMA thing? You don't like MMA fighters? You think it's, it's like human cockfighting? My uh, wife's dad's an MMA fighter. Could you please just sign the thing? Uh, if you say so, you know, you're a fucking pig. Needs a driver. Yep. Feelings mutual. Nope. He needs oh. a... mm, I don't like you. you. Gotta let me say it first before you can say the feelings mutual. He mutual. needs a driver. I will be there on April fourth. The Thank you. Have a good night. Mm, feelings mutual. And that concludes. Great moments in MMA. The people. John Jones. Well. It probably doesn't conclude him suddenly get arrested again. Oh, Raph, if people could throw roses at us, do you think they would? I feel like no, they might. But I will tell you, I, I feel like inhabiting the character of John Jones <laughs> it really gives me... to talk to you because at times it was like, wait, hold on, I've lost completely. That does sound like him. And it is, do you, is the mindset that he is about to, that he's, talking to daniel cormier i mean i think that's the intention i also feel that uh when you take on the character of of john jones you always feel you're right no matter what you're saying yeah so yeah you're just kind of a secondary participant in this and i think that you were doing your best to try and give uh the cop a real feel a a real gritty interpretation of his back history backstory yeah i had a matthew mcconaughey thing going I feel uh, the cop, though, has become – most people wouldn't I necessarily take the cop side in most anything. I thought he But was I think funny everybody here kind of uh, enjoyed his candor and I think was responding appropriately in turn to John Jones's attitude, which I think is the biggest loser of this whole thing. It's one thing to say it's a misunderstanding. It's one thing to say, uh, you know, I was targeted. It's one thing to try and come up with every excuse possible. But one, character assassination doesn't really work in your favor because, dude – You've been caught with cocaine, so it might be possible you were doing some real cool drag racing, which begs the question, Kev, when's the last time you've drag raced? I think maybe when I was 15 or 16, I might have tried a little never. I've never raced another human being on like a road. Oh, I was going to say, because that would sound like an immature thing to do. But hey, we know we have our Fast and Our Furious (laughs) fans, so let's not pin it all on that. Let's also take a look at the following evidence. If a cop says you were going fast and you don't, there's a funny thing. 
it's a minor infraction. And yes, you can probably take to the media the next day and say, man, it really sucks. This cop was really coming after me. But instead, John Jones has to apologize for his attitude and then add the caveat of, you know, I said some things, but he was in the wrong because uh, I was not doing those wrong things. And it's like, I don't know. Were you getting a little defensive? Maybe because you realized, oh, shit, Dana is going to be so fucking mad at me, which, by the way, Kev, do we have Dana's response online right now? Yeah, I'm actually just I was waiting for you to wrap and I was going to go okay. to Dana okay. um, here now to comment on the John Jones, how he feels. Is he mad? Is he happy? We don't know because it's so he's a pistol president of the UFC, Dana White. Dana, how do you feel? Oh, fuck you. Fuck you so much right now. Jesus Christ. You know what it is? Everybody fucking looks at each other and says, hey, do you have a fucking good Friday? No, I had a fucking bad Monday, you fucks. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck's wrong with this kid? Kev, I know you've left messages for me to get this guy a fucking driver, but he won't even just take it. I even literally got this guy an Uber Platinum card, and he is not taking my advice. Yeah. yeah and Dana, you just can't get him to not drive? Is that the problem? Like, how does he still have a license? You know what it is? I come up to him, and I'm like a fucking problem solver. You know, like John Taffer on that fucking show with the bars? I fucking love that guy. But I walk into a place, and I go, what's the fucking problem? They tell me the problem. I was like, hey, fucking don't drive. And John Jones looks at me, and you know what he says? Fucking don't. I got to drive. Oh, no. Oh, man. And I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you, kid? You could be the best of all time. And you could make me, I mean, uh, so much money, but yet you fuck it up every step of the way to the point now where we've got people who when Verbal Tap puts up something, they say this. I'm thinking the UFC should just hire him a full-time driver at this point. I think they hired a dietitian for Kevin Gastelum, and he's not even a superstar yet. Yeah, Fucking right, Bill fucking Crawl. That's exactly what Kevin has been saying this whole fucking time. But guess what? When Dana White steps in to do the fucking easy fucking John Taffer shit, John Jones wants none of it. So fuck that guy. And I won't say fuck you because I don't know you personally yet. But if I do get to know you, know that my fuck you is usually an endearment unless I really mean it. Ladies and gentlemen, president of the UFC, Dana White. Oh, you Dana. can fuck off. Oh, I love it when he, it's just it feels good when he says it. Raph. Yes. He sounds hopped up. <laughs> he sounds pretty well, physically <laughs> angry. Justifiably so. One of your biggest stars has uh his biggest opponent is the court system. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. Incarceration could be and it is important to note was arrested. So not I mean yes. not like forcibly, but he turned yeah. himself in and didn't hit anyone on the way, which is also not this time. Not or that we know this time anderson silva is trying to fight conor mcgregor where are we at a catch weight how much does anderson silva weigh right now um not 145 so let's start there and work our way backwards yeah this is kind of does this is this sad to you how do you feel about this i don't know what's your reaction i'm just confused like anderson silva who would have uh, arguably even more height and reach or maybe Anderson Silva is just trying to pass the torch to somebody who can make money off of pay-per-views I don't know it's just batshit whatever it is it's fucking crazy I wish I could explain it I have no means of being able to tell you why Anderson Silva is asking for this fight other than as one of our viewers and our listeners suggested even Anderson's looking for a red panty night and it would seem so because that's a big cash day for Anderson Silva. And maybe he's just figuring he's on his way out. And what the fuck even cares? Because he's probably not in title contention. So whatever. <laughs> Which is uh, probably, sadly, the truth of it all. So, I do want you to read, though, some of the comments we got uh, yeah. from this. Because uh, I feel this is a good indicator of where the community stands on this, this important issue. I like the first one from mm -hmm. Jeff Broadbent. I think Caden Velasquez should fight Jose Aldo. Catch weight. Very good stuff. 
Um, and he got some good responses. Daryl Morris, <laughs> I want to see Harold Howard fight Data 5000. <laughs> and as previously mentioned, after that last fight, he's now Data 500. And you are docked points for not getting the title. <laughs> Steve Jennifer's Carl Weathers. Um, <laughs> and they go back and forth with some real nerdiness. It's great when I see my phone blow up with this and I'm like, wow, this is really taking off. Oh, no, it's just these two guys who and I like I'm always a little tepid to see what that conversation looks like. But this is one where I was very pleased. It was perfect. I read it, too. It was like, yes, this is Joe Sad versus <laughs> Nielsen Kakub. No fair. Joe Sad has feet. Kakub is the new Wilfred. <laughs> I'll say this. I don't mind Anderson Silva doing nonsense fights that just seem fun for fans. Uh, I, you know, I'll entertain anything at a certain point, but I, I guess fight BJ like, Penn again. Give people the fight they've never been waiting for. I don't know. Whatever. You know what? If it happens, it's like on Netflix. There are some movies on Netflix I didn't ask for, but sometimes when they avail themselves to me. When I'm tired and I look and I go, well, is that there? Well, I really wasn't looking for that new Robin Hood. But, I mean, I think somebody directed it who I know. Let's watch it. And that's kind of how that would be. I would look at it and I'd say, oh, well, I guess. And I wouldn't ask anybody to define any reason why. Because if anybody gave me some kind of justification, I'd be like, you're a fucking liar. You just want to see this nonsense. And that's fine. And uh, to his credit, Connor would probably do it because he believes that every martial artist should be able to go up and down. Granted, he might retract that when he was like, except for Anderson Silva. Yeah. Or he might go into it well, full scale. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? You're not sure. Uh, so... More to hopefully not come on this. Yes. Polaris Pro 3 featuring our friend Gary Tonin fighting no one's friend, Rosemar Polaris. All right, Kev, make a prediction right now. Does Gary beat Polaris? Gary does beat Polaris. Yeah. Okay. How does Gary beat Mr. Paul Harris? He heel hooks him. Okay. Right? <laughs> Definitely going to be hard to Kimura. And probably not someone you can... Wow. What if it's a guillotine? I'm just... That'd be fun. That would be fun, wouldn't it? But you'd have to go over like the, the steroid muscles in order to really secure the neck that sometimes isn't there. It, it's a very difficult to, to gain submission. But I guess most submissions on uh, Mr. Paul Harris are very hard to get. I think the entire community is behind Gary at this point. We've already done memes about how big his balls are and, <laughs> you know, credit to him Huge, for taking this fight. Way. And, you know, this weight the two of them will meet at is non-existent. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that make this a true spectacle to see. But the reason I think we're all behind it is is because Polaris puts on great events. This is a very high-caliber main event for a jiu-jitsu grappling event. And if we're being honest, and I hate to say this, because why would I say this? It, don't you want to see this more than anything yep. combined on the Metamorphs card? Oh, for this is one of the best fights we've seen in a super fight in jiu-jitsu in a very long time. And this is I think awesome. the reason why we want this to really see this cool. is because of the unpredictability of it. Has anybody even remotely considered the fact that this goes to a draw? No. No, we have not. Because everybody has a preset idea that this is going to finish fast because of the way the two of them go. And I think that does excite some intrigue for it. It could be the worst. It could be the best. I don't know what it is. I just know that Gary is our friend. We, like the rest of the community, are pulling for him to beat this MMA villain. And even the more seedier amongst us want him to hold the submission maybe an extra like tenth of a second or so too long uh, just so Polaris can really feel what that feels like. Um, I just I just want something fun and high-octane entertaining. And I think Gary usually delivers on that. So – that's that's my hopes. So if we see Gary in crutches like one of his students gave to him, you know, <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna be a little little heartbroken about EBI six, just um, a little. But 
I don't know. I th- I do feel there's there's something there, and I would love to see him submit him. I think it would be fun. So anyway, that's that's just one of the things that are happening uh, on this card. You've got Tanquinho versus Eddie Warren Cummings, which is a great match. It's a rematch from their ADCC bout in which uh, Tanquinho won by I think it was just points. Um, but it was exciting in the fact that you have somebody with top control going against a guy who really is just a wizard with leg locks. And he neutralized it, but also Tankinu never passed guard fully. So it presents a very interesting dichotomy, and I wonder what happens when you relax the rules and uh, see what goes there. Yeah, yeah. plus Tankinu's coming off a UFC fight, so the lights have now been brighter. Mm-hmm. So that adds a certain air of confidence, probably. Not that he really needs it in his jiu-jitsu. He's, probably, he's pretty secure. <laughs> just needed that extra bit of confidence he hadn't had before. We've got Jake Shields versus AJ Agazar. Yeah, that's an interesting one, mostly because... Wrestling. Uh, well, we're hoping for the wrestling caliber. I think we'll get it. I think we'll get a very, uh, very big uh, kind of spectacle wrestling uh, match between the two of them. Um, and I guess we get to see what happens with Trash Talk because, uh, you know, AJ's carrying the banner on trying to make this as Trash Talk-centric as possible. And Jake Shields is like, who is he? <laughs> I've been Who's this dork? Forever. Who's this nerd? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. And it, it'll be interesting to see what I think more than anything AJ says after the fact because he has memorably called out Keenan Cornelius who has been in hibernation. He has also uh, ranted against Metamorris. So I, I feel like he knows that people are intrigued to hear what he has to say when he's on a mic at an event like this, win or lose. So I guess that's another we'll see. Stay tuned. I'm just going to rip through some of these other ones. We've got Daryl O'Connell yeah, back versus John yes. Stavit. Daryl O'Connell has been a ton of fun to watch fight over the last. He's been showing up more and more. It's been great. Jazari yes. Matuda versus Lawrence Fuyat. Bruno. Yeah, they, oh, go for it. No, I mean, great. Big fan. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, those that match, I think, is interesting in that I think it hopefully exposes a new set of folks who maybe aren't as familiar with um, to some really cool grappling that they wouldn't see otherwise. And that's why we like Polaris. Anyway, go on. Yeah, no, and that's uh, the next four matches can all be summed up in that. That's a pretty good uh, Bruno Frazetto versus Gianni Grippo, and Gianni's he's been on a tear for a while because he's been fighting. Mm-hmm. Seems like both meows sometimes at the same time. It's got to get confusing mm-hmm. for him. Wait, which one has the good top? Who's got the ah? Damn it! Are they both here again? They're just using their twin powers at this point. That's good. They should. Gio Martinez, which we always love watching, is fighting Dan Co- Dan Cavill, who's pretty big in the Europe scene. Uh, yes, and I would really – I like Gio is uh, – he's got such an unusual game that I'm glad to see getting put displayed on Polaris. I actually think it's an interesting uh, forum for him because – well, everybody's got their attention on the top of the card for, you know, Gary and Eddie. Like, I don't think you could ever sleep on Geo to make something exciting. So never forget that because he and Jeff Glover ended up stealing the show at ADCC. So let's not forget the fact that he's super sick and does something very unusual with his game. So I would uh, I would bookmark that one as well. Very technical guy. Mm-hmm. Zhao Miao versus Yukinori Sasa. Who may or may not still be fighting Gianni Grippo before he goes into his fight. We're not sure yet. <laughs> they just might instinctively or accidentally start grappling yeah. with each other. Like, oh, were we? It's... Sorry. Are we just, you guys called our names, we assumed. I think the Ooh. only way to get a meow to stop grappling, even off the mats, is just to like say, like much like you would in a very, very strong command as you would give to, like, say, your dog and be like, oos, and they'd be like, oh, oos, oh, okay, and then they would stop. <laughs> Their instructor just comes and there's, like, three that have the balls to do it <laughs> in the world. Uh, Travis Nuaza is also fighting on the undercard, isn't he? 
Yes, he is. Uh, to the best of my knowledge. So good luck to Travis. We hope he does well. Unless I like the other guy better, then you know, and fuck you, Travis. But sky's the limit. There's a lot of time for us to like him better between now and the yeah. fights. <laughs> Anything could happen. And big props to Polaris Pro Three for creating an exciting grappling event headed this way. Yes, this is awesome. Definitely, Ref. That takes us past the finish line. It's yes. time for some shout-outs. Yes, and yes, it is time. I would like to start with because um, uh, I'll get mine out of the way and we'll we'll rock into you first. Got to see my dear friend Kevin Meckley. Hang with him for a few days, do some gambling, some drinking. We had a blast. It was a pool day. Uh, just had a nice little little retreat out to the Vegas. Then I got to see Raph and Kelly. That was the, just an awesome trip. You and I doing some jujitsu in the morning, which absolutely takes me to this shout out. But first, I need to say Kelly showed me how to play some very competitive battleship <laughs> and yeah. under some just really good choosing of machines uh it turns out lucky charm business so vegas part yes. two to come Definitely. kelly and i need to do some more gambling together is my point because she's they were true gal pals uh, for those of you who didn't get to see it but um you know my wife looked over at Kevin and I felt like they were just seconds away from being like sex in the city. I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to say it. I didn't of know. Who you wanted. Okay. Let's <laughs> go to the sex in the city. There were, Yay. there were people at it. We could. You sit in the Miranda seat because <laughs> I mean, you, you know who you are. That's the best part about Vegas. It's like, Oh, we've got 20 minutes. Hit the machines. That's plenty of time. <laughs> Everybody's a winner. Got to play to win. <laughs> Big shout out. Raph, you took me, you introduced me to Casey Allstead a while back. He was on the podcast, yes. uh, if obviously the listeners remember. Well, Casey started 10th Planet Las Vegas, as you remember. 10th Planet Las Vegas, what? Well, of course, Raph and I, Easter Sunday morning, arrive beautifully at 1030, where we saunter in. What's that? He is risen indeed. Sorry. <laughs> Just whenever you say like a rise kind of a thing, you have to like Easter. Go on. No, I like so, it. All right. I Grew and up Mexican and Catholic. What happens? There sits Andrew and Jesse. Yes. Uh, Casey shows up with his beaming light of happiness just shortly after we do. We're all kind of talking, having a good time. Then we proceed. I, of course, start asking some 10th Planet questions because I've got questions. Andrew proceeded to show me uh, 45 minutes of just pure gospel. It was fantastic. If you've never gotten the chance to train out at 10th Planet Las Vegas, go. You're going to get some fascinating instruction. They're going to make you think. They're going to challenge you. Casey is a genius. And I've I've seen BJJ people do a lot of things and be able to construct and see moves. Raph did a pro wrestling move afterwards. And then Jesse was recreating it. And, you know, when you're first trying a move that's very complicated, it starts for a weird half guard that you have to go flying into a 50-50 that transitions up. Anyway, Casey saw it once and was able to coach it. So go train at 10th Planet Las Vegas. It's fantastic. Uh, and I just want to apologize to Andrew for beating him up in that role the way I did. Mm, mm -hmm. was, yeah, that was definitely the one thing I saw the whole time you were yeah. rolling with him. Andrew the whole Raffin, time. He's World Series of Fighting. Eight no. Yeah, no. Andrew is uh, is good people. I've uh, been a fan of his jiu-jitsu game. I'm a big fan of his MMA career so far. And uh, I was I was just thrilled because I knew he was out there. I didn't know that that would be the case. I had no idea who would show up. And Jesse Bell is one of the hosts of uh, the Pulling Guard podcast with Travis and a whole bunch of our friends. So obviously we always wish them well. We like them. Uh, and I just I loved it as an opportunity to get to roll with him as well. He was a great sport with doing uh, our very first entrant for WWE BJJ Week, which we'll get back to shortly. Um, but he had some really, really cool contributions to it, and I had a blast working with him on it. So our thanks to them. Casey, the one thing you did undersell, I guess, Kevin, is the fact that Casey not only walked in with that beam of sunshine in his face that he normally has, but also with that 
masterful mustache of his. Oh, like this what side a genius of set of Tom bars. Selleck, it's just like you look at it and you're in awe of it, and then you look and then you realize that's why he's so happy. Just look at that Magnum PI esque mustache and ask yourself, why don't I aspire to be like that? And if you can't figure out the answer, well, then welcome to the club because the rest of us look in awe of our good friend Casey Halstead. So congratulations to him. It's great to be able to like go to their facility. I've really wanted to go. And it was uh, even more special to go with Kevin because uh, Kevin was actually coming back you know, off his injury and uh, watching him learn uh, the 10th Planet kind of style and system and attacks was uh, really satisfying for me because – uh, it's something that I know Kevin hasn't necessarily been exposed to a lot, but I think that would be very helpful for his game. But more so, I just saw how happy he was to be getting back to training. And so getting to see that firsthand is very nice. So uh, getting that and the opportunity to train a little bit with Kevin was great. And uh, I look forward to getting back to that. Uh, obviously, we have other things to talk about the next day, though. And I'm going to go ahead and move into my shout-outs, if that's okay with you, Please, Kevin. but can't be said enough, 10th Planet. Yeah, Raph, again... Uh, the BJJ tour guide of most of the western half of the desert plains <laughs> down to the beach. It's very good. Definitely. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank uh, my friends over at Cobra Kai. That is Cobra Kai Jiu-Jitsu in Las Vegas as well. So when Kevin left, uh, the next day I went and I went to go roll some ghee. And uh, the killers over at Cobra Kai don't ever change. That's the one thing. You may meet new people there, but the way that they are competitive and they roll is always consistently great. Uh, so my thanks to Simgo, who always provides a wonderful environment for me to just come and train and goes out of his way to always say hello to me. And I always appreciate that. So my thanks to him. Uh, he showed a really, really cool thing that I'm really excited to get to uh, try out, I think maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow as well. Uh, but I also want to thank my boy uh, Rodrigo for extending the nice invite. He ducked me. He didn't come to train. I understand when you're a black belt, you know, you have a reputation and you just don't come to train like that. You know, I mean, Rep, you you're get scary scared. Guy to bite. I mean, I'm just a lowly purple belt coming off injury and mustered up the courage. But, you know, teach her. <laughs> Somehow even that's funny to me. Uh, and I also want to thank the brothers Shapiro, uh, Jerry and Shane. These two brothers are just made to fight. And uh, I, I don't know what it is about the both of them, but they they have really a good attitude of hard work and, uh, man, great pressure to both of their games. And, uh, you know, it's weird. Okay, so here's the thing. Shane, uh, I rolled with him. I rolled with him uh, Nogi, I want to say, like five months ago. And, like, he was already beating the shit out of me. And I know when people take it easy on me, and he was definitely leveling it down a little bit just to roll with me. Um, but it's weird to, f like, train with somebody a few months later and really notice major improvements to their game. So it's not like I have anything to offer him in terms of, like, oh, man, your game. <laughs> Let me tell you a little thing about that. It's more as a a fan and an observer to see somebody make those strides uh, as a lower belt that really is cool and inspiring because I went up to him after I was like, you feel more comfortable in the gi, don't you right now? Just like right now. And he goes, absolutely. I can't believe it. He's like, yeah, I, I definitely do. And I go, it, it feels it. You are way better. So I think that's a nice part of our game is people forget that when you are a spectator to other people's journeys, you don't necessarily have to be at their level to understand that they're getting better. But it's so nice when you get to come back and visit your friends and see that they've made drastic improvements to a game that was already good. But as I told him, I was like, it's not like your Nogi game was like, stop doing this. You're garbage. It was like, no, it was already good. And you just added even more options to it that uh, I was just happy to see. So he seemed very complimented by that. I just want to say thank you to him. Uh, I also want to thank Marco Ocean and uh, my good friend Damian Nitkin, who took quite the impressive RKO slash uh, diamond cutter. Uh, he's proven to be a good sport, and uh, don't worry. He beat me up enough beforehand to justify me doing that to him. Uh, but he's a killer, and I wish him all the best uh, traveling out to Chicago and competing this weekend. But uh, that brings us to our good friend Marshall, Marshall Carper. Many of you know him as the guy who wrote uh, for Artichoke Media. That's his baby over there. He also is one of the very funny guys between uh, – the pair who wrote Don't Leave, Don't Wear Your Gee to the Bar and uh, The Cauliflower Chronicles. 
he just received his brown belt and it's long overdue. And he's being such a dick about this where he's not talking about it. And I understand that. But uh, Marshall is one of the best contributors as a writer in the sport. And though he may downplay it, it is nice to see a guy like him uh, get the proper acknowledgement for a wonderful game that he has and uh, perspective he brings to jiu-jitsu. So our thanks to him. What up there? Let's also go over Most and dangerous thank our good friends. Belt on the mat. Congrats to Marshall. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. No, he's he's such good people, man. And uh, I think that brings us nicely to some uh, verbal tap friendly uh, shout outs that we want to give. We want to shout out the good folks who have been sharing all of our stuff, but namely two of our big projects we put out this week, which is the Batman versus Superman the Dawn of Jiu-Jitsu video parody oh, that we man. put out, and we were thoroughly enthused by many of the responses we got back. Um, I know you Kevin was quite enthused. You haven't seen it. You need to. <laughs> First of all, why did you wait this long? Go watch it now. <laughs> it's I guess great. the other thing that's it's really fun to us is I went to go see uh, Batman v Superman on uh, Friday after uh, I had put this up and uh, I had no qualms in telling people what we did was infinitely better than the movie. And, uh, you know, we're always in the interest of, we always like to say, uh, unlike Metamorris, I guess that we get some people who like our stuff and then some people who don't, but I think I'll read you a couple just because I was so enthused by it. Um, this one came from Babyface bottom from where else Reddit BJJ, uh, in response to our video, they put down and they said, it had potential, but something about it copying the trailer doesn't work because the scenes don't mix well with the audio. <laughs> Which I say to you, okay, cool. You. That was phenomenal editing. That does. I not, would say <laughs> that was short Kevin's film award nice. nomination. And you know what, dude? Whatever. Uh, I don't know what other jujitsu parodies you'd like to put me in the. Uh, the ray of but uh we we will wear that 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 criticism with uh badge of honor so thank you very much for watching anyway we're sorry uh that you did not enjoy it but this one comes from ghg johnson and i think this one tickled me and kevin equally the same but here we go that was as unsatisfying as the real movie good job to which I say, um, well, thank you. First of all, that's what we were going for. We wanted to set that the bar. But Kevin, nice do you comment. enjoy the comment. good job at the end of that? Oh, it's like it's the good job that makes it art. It's like, yeah, that's <laughs> wow, wow, yeah, okay. Because you do hear it. It's just like, eh. I think I thought it was the nicest parody compliment potentially I've ever heard. Like that was yeah. as emotionally unsatisfying. So, you know, sometimes you lose your faith in Reddit, but Reddit undervoted it by five votes, which thank you. Uh, it, it lets me know that sometimes Reddit has a conscience. But we did put under because we wanted to comment and let people know we don't just ignore it. We said for what it's worth, we laughed a lot at this. Thanks for watching anyway. So uh, we do thank them for watching because, uh, again, unlike cr Metamorous, criticism can sometimes be valid. Uh, but we want to thank uh, C Jones two thirty seven, uh, Left Half Beard, and uh, Lion Power or Poner, whatever you want to say, uh, who said they all liked it, and that means a lot to us as well. There was one guy who said Batman should have just heel hooked Superman. I don't think that would have had an effect, but okay, if you say so. And uh, that will go ahead and wrap that up. And then we want to do a quick shout out to all the folks participating in WWE BJJ week that is going on right now. So if you haven't looked at our page, make sure to keep an eye on it. We've got a lot of cameos still coming up all week, but we already want to thank the folks again at 10th planet for that great sharpshooter video. We want to thank everybody who shared that. That thing has gone over 30,000 views. And to say that I'm surprised by that is an understatement because it's interesting. Uh, I expect more uh, shit to be talked about what we do. But when people talk about a good technique, I'm always really weary because I'm like, you're not referring to me, are you? Uh, but we're glad that a lot of people are enjoying it. And uh, it's thoroughly uh, humbling to see everybody 
laughing at it. So we're very happy that you guys enjoy it. We also want to thank our friends Matt at Inside BJJ, Christos and Terion uh, from Systems Training Center with uh, Vince who also edited it. And then we have Tom DeBlast to thank for uh, helping spread the viral sensation known as the Sharpshooter video. We'll have more comments on that later. We'll come back to it. But uh, we just wanted to say an initial thank you. More to come, guys. Go to all of our channels. And if you are Instagram, Make sure to turn on your notifications to follow us because we're putting the videos there. We're putting the videos on our YouTube page and they're all the same. So we're, we're doing some special editions on each of the different formats. And yes, in case you were wondering, Kevin does make a cameo in one. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. There are children on this plane. <laughs> mm, I can do this. I'm gonna miss everybody.